Hey, hey, Podnutians, welcome to Android App Addict, episode 594. This podcast is brought to you by some of our glorious Patreon supporters. This week, we are being supported by Bobby G. Thank you, Bobby G, for all the support. Now, that's out of the way. We're not going to have 20 minutes worth of advertisement because we don't want to have 20 minutes worth of advertisement. So we have Ivor and Josh. How's everything going, Ivor? It's going pretty well, Josh. Th- uh, Dor. Thanks. I forgot your name for a scene. <laughs> it was my wife's birthday. Begins. Yesterday, so we had uh, we had chicken and waffles, so I'm a bit uh, discombobulated at the moment, forgetting everybody's name. Plus, I'm getting older. Anyway, go to Josh. Much more interesting. Very, very cool. How are you doing, Josh? Uh, I'm all right, Dor. I have a bit of a headache, and I'm about three inches shorter than I was this morning when I woke up. Um, I've been building a, a chicken coop or a chicken tractor, ideally, which just means I'll be able to roll it around on our property and uh yeah so i needed to do something inside before i put the roof on and i just put one leg up on the platform which is about two feet up and uh just gave it all my might to stand up into it and just went straight into uh, a rafter just fall on as hard as i could right into my forehead my teeth though i i I can't believe i didn't break any teeth because they chattered and uh yeah definitely rung my bell so you did the opposite of forgetting there was that extra step at the bottom yeah, of the yes. stairs. That's right. That's right. Other than that. Did you get it uh, on video? Oh, man. I, oh, Jesus. It's no good, man. No good. And I was just starting to feel better, too. And then like my back was starting to feel good. And now it's just crushed. <laughs> but I'm glad you could laugh at my pain. Uh, other than that, summer started. First day of winter for you down there, Ivor, huh? Yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. We had the shortest day yesterday. It was also my wife's birthday. And we had terrible weather. We've got terrible weather today. It's pouring down. Mm-hmm. And we've got heavy weather warnings coming at us. So that's going to be a lot of fun in the next couple of days. Uh, oh, joy. Do you store your yeah. rainfall at all? Do I what? Do you have any water catchment for your rainfall? Oh, yeah. All my water is rainfall. Um, really? So, yeah, I do my own water and I do my own sewage as well. In the same bin? <laughs> no, I'm not, a, I'm not an animal. No, um, yeah, all, all our water because we're um, we're rural and um, we're not connected to the um, to the city uh, sewage or water. So all of our water is rainfall, and um, we've got a sewage processing plant in the backyard that uh, runs out drip lines onto the back property. And so, um, yeah, we still pay quite high taxes, property taxes, to the local council yeah. for all the services right. they don't provide us. Wonderful. I right. feel yeah, like smooth streets and sidewalks. Oh wait, no, yeah, wait. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we have well, they, we have a well. Forty-eight million dollars on revamping the town square. So I'm glad I could contribute to that with my tax dollars. <laughs> so you is your only water from rain? Then you don't have a well. Yep. No, we don't have a well. We just have uh, wow. rainwater. Yep. Wow. Got three uh, five thousand gallon tanks uh, buried in the backyard. All runs off the roof of the house in the garage and um, stays there. We've never run out of water yet. We've been here ten years. Well, we'll have to talk offline. So much better than town water, which is full of fluoride and everything else. I have no objection to fluoride in the water, but damn, it tastes better when when it's not in there. Oh, I have objections to it. (laughs) And chlorine, (laughs) the chlorine and the... Yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be. My kids come home from school and say, the water at school is horrible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're on a well, and we still have the the taxes as well. Yeah, yeah. But our, our, the, it smells like farts. Oh. oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, I think we stayed I'm... in a holiday house once, which uh, was at a bore. I'll be right back, Ivor. And... Okay. Oh, emergency, Josh, the Josh household. Yeah. Has to be a kid involved. 
because you know kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I will say it's been one of those weird weeks in Android stuff where the speculation has just been like rampant, thick, rolling on, and people won't stop talking about the Pixel 8, which I believe the Pixel 7 was literally just launched. Yeah, it just came out. And they're already, and they're already, yeah, and they and they're already like tons of articles talking about the Pixel 8 and the processor and everything. Um, I've seen a couple articles also in, uh, in, in uh in assisting that the pixel tablet five hundred dollar tablet is so much more complete when you spend hundred and fifty dollars and get to stand with it too um and then I go on to read and nothing makes it sound like it's worth the extra money no, no, no. so I, I've watched a couple of reviews about it and the overwhelming impression is meh so what yeah it's a tablet yeah, surprise a tablet. it does ta- tablety things yeah, yeah. um and, and, you know and I and I understand it, it's better than the fifty dollar Amazon tablet sure. I'm not sure if it's that much better. Yeah, I think um, Michael Fisher, Mr. Mobile, made a good point when, in his review when he said it's really only as good as its assistant. So that's, that's I mm. think, the edge that um, Google has with these devices is that they incorporate the Google Assistant. And um, he's noticed that, you know, because he uses it a lot and it's uh, just getting worse and worse. Over, they don't seem to be putting any, uh, any time into developing it uh, or improving it, just right. keeping it as it is. Um, I don't use it a hell of a lot. What about you? Do you use Google Assistant a lot? Oh, I abuse it. I abuse it, but I abuse it for very simple things. Mm. Setting a timer, navigate to work, find open liquor stores, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but also what I had to show my, both my kids, I says, look, if you open up the regular, just Google app, and there's a little bar here. Now, if you just scroll over right here, it literally says, take a picture of your homework and we'll help you fix it. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So back in my day, you actually had to search for the answers and type it out. Mm. No, no. Nowadays, all you got to do is take a picture of your homework and it will solve your homework for you. Man, so no one's going to read or write soon. One thing that, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, well, A, they'll have um, text to speech, so they won't have to read it anymore. They can just literally just put, do that and, uh, t- and voice dictation. Some in the last couple of years has gotten so frigging good. I'm not going to lie. It's almost crazy. Mm. The only time I have issues is when I'm speaking a word and I know there's no way it knows what this word is. Like, you know, the word Voxer. Right. You know, it just doesn't get it. It always puts Boxer in there. Yeah, or right, right, right. The uh, holy duck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, except for that, I just keep seeing now we have another vendor hopping on the foldable device train. This one is OnePlus and it's the OnePlus V Fold. And, you know, it... There's the Huawei fold, there's the Samsung fold, and then there's the Razer fold. There's the three kinds of folds that we're seeing, and no one seems to be doing anything different than those three variations. Um, and looking at the OnePlus V fold, I just look at it and think, okay, yeah, it folds. Great. Now what? Well, I, I think uh, looking at the Pixel fold, I think that's been done. That's done well. That's how you should do a folding phone. They've actually put some time and effort into it. Uh, you're right there, Josh? Well, House burned down. I think my dog is about to throw up. <laughs> There's a show title right there. <laughs> so if you hear something something unpleasant coming from the corner, it's my dog. Yes. Yep, can hear you loud and clear, Josh. It looks like your bandwidth is a touch bit encumbered, but that's just because you've restarted your browser. Josh is encumbered anyway. Yeah, that's true. Well, what, well, could did I miss worse. anything um, important? Not really. Um, so we have now like almost every major vendor. We have Oppo, we have OnePlus, we have Samsung, we have Motorola, we have um, Google, all having 
um, some sort of foldable devices. Um, Samsung has two different types of foldable devices. I think they're the only one still with two types of foldable devices. So now it's 2023. Every major manufacturer in the world and mid-level manufacturer, it seems like in the world has some sort of foldable device. When do you think Ivor, you might have one or Josh, Hmm. when do you think the day is when you might have one? When they produce one that's under $500. Until it gives me one for free. Yeah. <laughs> I get one for free. Well, yeah. well, well <laughs> I'm so supposedly, you know, you have to be very, very, vendors will promise you anything for free. And then when you sign up, you find out you spent $600 on it. Um, So Ivor, when do you think the time frame is when it could be sub $500? Cause I got my idea. We're getting there. The prices are coming down. Um, well, just like everything else in the universe, every, it always gets cheaper. I mean, I remember, uh, 70 inch TV was like $5,000. Mm. I, I can now walk into a Costco BJ's wholesale club and get like a 60 inch TV for like three forty. Yep. It's like ridiculous. Yep. Problem is, I mean, I've ranted about this before. You can't buy anything in my country. The only things you can buy are Apple and Samsung. Anything else you want, anything else you've got to go overseas and get it shipped to you and pay a, a crap load of um, duty or taxes on the, on the border. And it takes weeks and weeks to get here. You know, there's a very, very limited selection of choice. So I mean, I could go out tomorrow and get a Samsung foldable, but it would cost me $3,000. Um, and you know, people will ex- and then the uh, companies that sell it will expect me to open, you know, have an account with them and put it on my account and pay for it uh, through the nose every month. And sorry, that's just not happening. Yeah, I mean, in the States, I could see $500, but honestly, not till like 2026, 2027, maybe? No, I don't know. Just I, think because, and I think in a year, we'll see some huge... One year? Yeah, one year. Wow, okay. Set your calendar okay. reminder. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> no. Um, Josh, what do you think? What would be the final straw to like, draw you in to having some sort of foldable, foldable device? I don't know. I don't know that there is one. Um, I mean, I'm not opposed to them, but there's a, yeah, I won't, won't go there. I, I'm hard on phones and I basically just get a phone, buy the strongest case I can for it. And I mean, you guys know my phone and can't even, I can't even really see the screen anymore. It's just all dirty. Well, not even dirty, just scratched up. So <laughs> a, a foldable phone, I think would be fairly useless to me because i'm pretty sure i'd break it within a week yeah i mean you're talking to the guy here who last bought a phone four years ago didn't you josh (laughs) yeah i've been looking though i've been looking i actually wanted to bring that up with you guys uh the difference between the pixel 6 and the pixel 7 if it's worth the extra money to buy a 7 because my plan is to take it and put graphene graphene os on it and call it good Yeah. yeah Ooh, okay, well, and then and here's where I have a blind spot. Um, do graphene updates rely on the Pixel updates to further enhance their security and stuff? I believe they do. I, it wouldn't shock I think me if they, they take might. the Pixel updates, right, and then they basically like refactor them to graphene. Yeah, it's updates. like it's like Linux Mint and Ubuntu or Debian and Ubuntu. You know, like they follow that. They're basically a distribution of. Or, you know, they, they need that base code because on right. the website, it says that they have, that they guarantee five-year updates for the seven or for each, okay. each line of phone. Well, then, yeah, then, yeah, they cannot, 
deviate too far from that core code or else every time there's an update, they're going to have to spend hours, days, or weeks, you know, back implementing their changes. So with with that, sorry, I just did my internet apparently. Um, so part of me wants to say, because of you, it seems like, okay, you know, this is what I always tell people, take everything that you know about your phone and prioritize what are your top three things that you have to have in the phone. You know, screen size, resolution, memory, the fastest speed. You, I believe one of the most um, important factors would be how long is it going to be able to last. And because of that, I, I would encourage you to get the newest pixel possible just so you get the longest runway of possible usage in it. Um, because, yeah, most people, you know, as long as it's two years, they're fine, or three years, they're fine. You probably do want the full five years value out of yeah. your device. So I Absolutely. would definitely say if you can afford the eight or the, the newest one, whatever it is, uh, shoot for that. I don't believe, I, I will say this, the differences between the... Uh, um, key one and then the a version i don't think are grand enough um the a versions to me seem, seem perfectly fine devices the, the bad part is you have to wait like six months for like the seven a to come out yeah that, that makes sense i do i think you're onto my strategy here door just have one phone for a long time and make it last make it work um i do believe graphene os is one of the only um Re, re, um, replacement operating systems, distros, spins, whatever you want to call it, that actually seems to have legs and actually seems to have enough support that they don't seem to be slowing down like whatsoever. This And they've been now around for at least, I want to say five years, something like that. Graphene so OS, I, I think do think so, that yeah, they will least. be around. Yeah, so I do think they will be around, in air quotes, another five years, like pretty easily, pretty handily. Yeah, I was just trying to see. Uh, I was looking at prices a bit, but it's not a it's not a cheap device, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Speaking of not a, a cheap device, the one device I'm going to just highlight really quick is one of those things I never in my life thought it was going to be around this long. To be honest, uh, the Fairphone Five was just announced. Um, I swore that these guys were hitting such a small niche of desire that there's no way they can have a sustainable business year after year after year. But apparently I'm completely mistaken. Once again, I'm completely wrong. And these guys hit upon a niche that people really like to have re um, re replaceable components in a um, system. But not only that, uh, a system that really tries its best to be uh, recyclable, reusable kind of device. So I'm happy to see the Fairphone five is still around. Um, but again, I don't know who I would say, oh, oh, you, the Fairphone, that's the device for you. I know. I, I was just thinking that too. Like that, that really is, um, does it, does it run on its own operating system and, or like, I, is it I, a, I thought it did, but we can just go this and say, says that it has one of the best cameras that you can get. Yeah, uh, Fairphone OS by default. Here you go. Let me just share this web page on here so we can all see it. Uh, by default, the Fairphone comes with Fairphone OS operating system based upon Android and set on a standard of Google Apps. You can download additional apps on your phone from the Google Play Store. 
So it does seem like it's much more closer to being like a typical Android experience than a graphene OS experience. Now, and again, I would say, let's look at the graphene OS website. And I would suspect the Fairphone would be, I would hope compatible with graphene OS because these guys seem to be doing a lot more things in the open versus other people as we all say it. Yeah. And they do say the software we, we aim for the Fairphone three and above to have security and software updates for five years. So they're trying to do at least the same methodology. The difference is they seem to be, I don't want to, to be blunt, I'll say they're more in bed with Google than graphing. Uh, sorry. So that was their website. That was the, the Fairphone OS. Yeah. That was uh support.fairphone.com. Okay. okay. Not graphing. No. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the Fairphone is the people who want to be extremely conscious of the hardware itself. Graphene is more of data centric privacy focused. And I'm, I think I'm with you. If I had to make a choice to, in 2023, I would choose to be more privacy focused than environmental focused because I know with all these devices, the issue isn't buying them. The issue isn't using them. The issue is what do you do when they're end of life? And I take all of my end-of-life Android devices and I try to use them to the nth degree. I have a dedicated one that's my, um, um, oh man, my 3D printer um, software interface. Octopi. Octopi, thank you. It's just basically running Android with one app on it that I can take everything else off except for that. And it's running a print droid with Octopi on it. So I can basically control all my printer stuff. I have another dedicated device that's upstairs that I just use between me and you to mess with my youngest son when he's watching YouTube videos on the Google Chromecast, Google TV on the main TV. And I just pick that phone up and I just hit pause and then hit play. And then I hit pause and then I hit play and then I hit pause and then I hit play just to mess with him. So he thinks that there's something going wrong with the network or TV. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, we all have to do our part. I think I, I just started a new browser and switched over seamlessly because I'm a pro. Uh, and I think that there's a bunch of lag before and I was dropping out to hopefully this, this helps. Well, the last time when you loaded it up, I noticed your performance monitor took like two minutes to go green. This time it went green nearly immediately. Nice. I don't, where do you get a fair phone? I believe you can only buy them online from their website kind of thing. Um, I would be deathly shocked if you could walk in any store ever and buy a fair phone just because if they did, they would have to charge like 800 bucks. Sorry about that, guys. The dog just threw up everywhere. Had to go and clean it up. It was a great job. Very pleasant. Well, not everywhere. I didn't see (laughs) him throw up here. (laughs) We're just uh, discussing phones a bit. Well, and, you know, the differences between the ideological and social impact differences of something like running a Pixel with Graphene OS and then running a Fairphone. Um, Both of them say five years of support. So, you know, you got to pick your poison. You got to pick your thing you want yeah i mean i think uh the fair phone and you know getting a pixel and converted to graphing those are sort of niche users are going to do that most android users are just going to buy a phone from their provider pay monthly for it and um, not think twice about it i mean my wife has had her phone about as long as you've had yours josh and um you know she's still got she hasn't done anything to it to change the setup she just expects it to work has very little interest, takes very little interest in the phone itself and what it can do. Just uses it to message your family and take photos. 
And as long as the phone keeps doing that, I don't think anyone's going to be too interested. A lot of people are going to be interested in tinkering around with the operating system or buying a, you know, a, a, something like a Fairphone, uh, unless they're really into you know, making sure they don't create e-waste, which again is a very niche um, sort of market. So yeah, I, sorry if I sound depressing, but you know that we've just got these huge blocks of customer segments that really don't care about what they're doing with their phones. Uh, and what their phones can do for them, and and um, just expect it to work, and that's cool. Yeah, well, there's people that walk into posts or looking at their phone walking down the sidewalk yeah, exactly. as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, I'll, I'll I'll say in a nice way, we're all ignorant about something. Yeah, and we're all kind of blind to what we're ignorant about because you know what's I'm focusing on my thing. That other stuff is obviously not important, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do think that. We are going to, and it, and then really, here's the dirty secret. I think through music and entertainment, they're going to slowly interject how privacy and privacy of your data is actually important. And they're going to have these like storylines to where, well, this person had an insecure this. So then that bad person was able to do this and that and that. And then they're going to, because people believe music and entertainment more than reality in my experience. Mm -hmm. So if they see a TV show, glorifying how someone's more private and thus they were not subjected to this pain or horror or whatever that I think the norms, the straights will start to think like, well, maybe that is important. It happened to this character. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Paranoia will feed the beast. <laughs> well, yeah. But there are, yeah, the, uh, although there is a, a bill in Congress right now in the States that is one of the parts of it is to ban the use of VPNs to go, well, I don't know if it's for everything or just the, what they're trying to ban. Um, yeah, it's amazing. You just see these bills going, and it won't make it, right? It'll be voted down how we voted that down, but then they'll just wait till there's some huge omnibus bill and just throw it in there, try and to. no one even knows that as Is well. Is that in, in yeah. Canada or in the U.S.? Yeah, we just also had something go through. U.S. Sorry, Doug. Um, I do believe it's in the U.S., but I do also believe in the U.K. They also had something more worse is what i'll say is where they were literally trying to ban encryption yeah and they were, yelling, like mm -hmm. back door. They were yelling think of the children at the same time it's all about um child exploitation i think um, but really it's it's about getting rid I know, of encryption. but obviously they don't understand M most most parents with kids are like i don't care about other kids i'm just worrying about mine <laughs> that argument doesn't hold water anymore kids are stupid Natural selection, man. If I hold a BB gun up and I tell my kid to hold steady and I point that gun at them and they hold steady, I don't know if they deserve to be around, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, it seems to I'm me just that saying. politicians have nothing better to do now. Uh, they, they can't really affect any real change in their societies um, and they don't understand technology. So they're just um, trying to, to pass laws for that, that um, you know, make them feel good about themselves don't really do anything okay well wow, it's just it's money man it's money yeah, i don't money. think they feel good about themselves with anything that they do most of them unless they're getting paid or creating more power for themselves i'll just say i don't know nothing but i'm 99 percent sure if we were to transport ourselves back to greek or roman times and said the same <laughs> thing about that government it would equally apply yeah, exactly yeah like nothing's changed politicians are out for politics and for their own sake um we just scrape by and we hope the government doesn't stop us. Anyway, because there is no such thing to. as a perfect government. 
I digress. Well, what a wide range of subjects um, we've been talking about today. So when it comes in the realm, <laughs> well, I mean, it could be worse. We could go into Ukraine no, or China. Or Russia. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's see how many third rails we can touch. Killing Putin might not help anything. No, of course it won't. I'm pretty sure that place would still be the same place. But they put out some great UFC fighters, I tell you what, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, boxers, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was my mom's philosophy of why back in, like, the 70s, uh, we were seeing a lot of Puerto Rican boxers and stuff just destroying. She was like, well, they got a reason. If they don't win, they go back home where there's nothing. So the more they win, the more stuff they have. So they're really incentivized to win. We're The guy from Joe Schmo from down the street, he can always go home and get pampered like a, you know, a king from... Uh, a hundred years ago. And they had uh, some some pretty good WWF wrestlers, too. Mm. <laughs> Nik- Nikolai Volkov. From Gaithersburg, Maryland, not even Russia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> Chico Santana. Chico, wow. Mm-hmm. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ricky, man. And the Iron Sheik just died like two weeks ago. Yeah, I thought of you when man. Man, I saw that. Parting with him just told me... Dude, you're not up to his level. <laughs> you can't hang at all. Yeah. I saw a picture with, uh, it was during the filming of Conan the Destroyer, mm. I believe. But it was Wilt Chamberlain on one side, Andre the Giant on the other, and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger looking like a child mm-hmm. standing in between them. Looking like a baby. Yeah. Yep, good stuff. Um I will say um, in the app market, well, here's one thing I've also, we've noticed on this show and every guest who's been, every host has been on this show. If an app is good enough, that does some sort of utility, not, not game related or not social related. If there's a utility that does something that everyone agrees is awesome, it always eventually becomes part of the native operating system. Mm -hmm. Um, It just, because that's what it does. Um, We've seen a lot of them going all over the place, but we're going to see also some where Josh was talking about graphene OS. Uh, Ivor always brings up F stuff. We're always going to then have that tangent off cycle thing that Google cannot in my lifetime. I can never see actually supporting or getting behind it. Um, this one I found was literally called upgrade all. And to be honest, Ivor, you might've brought in this before, but I'm just going to say I forgot about Doesn't it because good. just like I forgot to post the last episode. <laughs> okay, good. Um, <laughs> upgrade all, basically, it what it tries to do is it tries to unify different sources of applications, not just F-Droid, not just Google Play, but it also tries to bring in other places like um, uh, GitHub. Oh, man, I'm trying to find it. Okay, here you go. Git, GitHub, GitLab, F-Droid, Play Store, cool pack and then another place called source list with source list you just supply the url that hosts the releases and then it tries to do its best so what this tries to be is a single app that in one fell swoop you can click on and it will check all those different sources and if you have apps installed from those sources it will try to find those apps and then upgrade those apps automatically so we don't have to open up the play store independently and then f droid independently this will supposedly do them all in just one fell swoop. And this is the kind of thing I can app. I can only see with time becoming more popular right now. It's me, but in like two or three years, honestly, if they keep this up, I could see this being almost necessary for a certain level of user is the way I'll put it. 
So this uh, avoids Google. There's basically. a Windows app. You don't app. need to use Google to upgrade your apps, or is it for other stuff as well? You don't need to use you don't need to use other app maintainers. You don't need to use Google Play. You don't need to use F-Troid. You don't need to use the. You can use this in both of their places. Oh, That's the promise. There's a, a Windows app that is similar to this. I can't remember what it's called. Chocolatey? I think that's another one. No, it's an mm. old school. Um, mm. I think Martin might have brought it up. Chocolatey has been around for about a decade. Yeah, this was. Oh, what is it? Um, it can't be. Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh man, I know what you're talking about now. It was a very nice way to do it on the website. You click, 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 and then the executable you downloaded would also check for updates. Yeah, and and that was a way you could install things too. You can just right. have a, it's oh. click them all and. Dang, I can't remember. But yeah, that was like the um um admin's dream. You could just set you know these apps up and click it, and it would always update those apps. Um, we used to use it uh on my one place just for making sure PDF Adobe PDF Reader was successfully updated correctly. But yeah, Chocolatey is almost like um apt git but on Windows where you have a command line interface you can use to do updates, upgrades, and installations. But yeah, that one oh, was, nice. uh, I know what it's called. It's going to bug me now. Can't remember. So yeah. I, I digress. What about the speed of the upgrade? So what I'll say is, when, when you're using this, does it upgrade, does it update faster? I mean, one thing with uh, Google Play, when you're trying to update, it just takes forever if you have a lot of upgrades, up, updates to do. Um. I'm sure it will still only do upgrades in a series fashion, not in parallel fashion. Mm. So it will always go one after the other, after the other. Um, so I wouldn't be sure if this would technically be faster. Right. Night That's a, night. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we actually interviewed the developer for that one before. And yeah, th that was a really solid windows application that I wished kept getting bigger and better. But then they had a pay version that kind of drew me off. But I digress. But yes, night night. N I N I T. Yeah. Yeah. And I literally, dude, you speak, you, you say Martin. Me and my wife were out, I don't know, someplace. And we were, oh, 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 oh. we went and saw Bert Kirshner, I think is how you pronounce his name, The Machine. Kreischer. Live Kreischer. in the Baltimore yeah. Arena. Kreischer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Him. We went and saw him live. In the Baltimore Arena, which is now not called the Baltimore Arena, it's like the CFK. It's like Kentucky Kitchen Fried or whatever. I don't know, <laughs> arena. And it a couple of times it got really crowded, kind of there. So when I said to the wife, I said, "Would you like another drink?" Which of course the answer is always yes. I said, "Okay." So I went, I got up, and I started walking. Then I noticed there's a guy in front of me whose shoulders are like three feet across, and he's of ethnicity. And he's bald. So I'm thinking, I'm following this guy. Ain't nobody getting in this guy's way. So I literally just follow behind the guy like, like this. And I'm just watching his hips go to where he's going. Oh, he's going here. Oh, it's going here. And then all of a sudden I look up and I swear Martin Urbando's in front of me. For like a split second, it looked exactly like Martin Urbando. And I was like, you're, you're not Martin. And then, and then I just kept following the guy. I've had a couple Martin sightings now in like the last two years where I swear I saw him. But every time he's either not big enough because Martin is a big fella. He's not no like me, average size fella. Um, and his beard is now like, I'm pretty sure it's like the equal volume of like two infant childs. <laughs> it's, it's like that big. Who is that? Yeah. Martin who? Uh, Martin Obando. He hosted uh, Geeksters and a couple other shows here on Podnuts. Yeah. Uh, I went and saw him 
for two events up in the Northwest part of the U S. Um, and I will say that Bert Hershner show $120 per ticket plus $80 service fee. Wow. Yeah. The good news is it went from seven o'clock till past 1130, almost midnight. So it's like seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. So it's like five hour comedy show. Um, what it turns out is it was a list of like 20 or 30 different comics in different regions had different comics. So we had like six comics and then Bert at the end. Um, and for some reason, like he asked people, what do you want to hear next? And everyone voted, of course, let me hear the machine. Russian machine story. And then halfway through, all of a sudden he started singing. And I'm here's the thing. I guarantee it was a bet with somebody backstage. I bet you I'll have these people so sauced and so in the palm of my hand, I can do this and they'll follow me. And all of a sudden he started singing God Bless America. And he went through the whole song. Then he sung the Star Spangled Banner. And anybody in Baltimore knows the Star Spangled Banner. Towards the end, you hear the O-C. And then when you hear the word O in Baltimore, it's Orioles horn. So whenever they sing the Star Spangled Banner and you hear O, you scream O as loud as you possibly can. And everyone screamed it as loud as they possibly can. Then when he was done that, he did the Pledge of Allegiance. And I'm thinking to myself, and every wow. and everyone everywhere I can see is going along with him and singing and saying all this in place. And I'm thinking, he just won a bet. I guarantee you, he just won a bet. Somebody backstage said, there's no way you can do this. And then after the, the Pledge of Allegiance, he just rolled into the end of the machine story. And I thought, he's good. This guy's really good. Did he take his shirt off? He's going to go Got play. the trifecta. Of course he did. Or you can, first thing he did was he came out, he took a Bud Light because he did tennis. He says, I, I don't care about anything. And he slammed the Bud Light and then he ripped his shirt off and threw it off. And then he admitted he chugged it too fast and he almost puked over everything. <laughs> you got the American trifecta though there. He did. Um, there's few comics in the last like 10, 15 years that I really do enjoy watching. He's one of them who I didn't know about until like a couple years ago. And I just think he's really fun to watch, fun to see. 200, 200 bucks, bucks is way too much yeah, yeah. to pay for a ticket. But the wife called it a Father's Day present. Secretly, she wanted to see him too. So, you know, whatever. Um, but then, of course, I immediately downloaded the machine movie to my Plex server. So if you want to see it, it's on my Plex server. Which I can't access. It's quite good. <laughs> it's a good movie, is it? Because I want to see that. Yeah, yeah it is quite good. Yeah. Excellent. You, I don't even know. Ivor, I don't even know you're talking Ivor, about. We've been through this. You can access it. You just got to go through the right menu choices in your interface, and then you can access it. What are the, okay. We've been through this twice now in the last like three years. Oh. Yes. He already mentioned he was getting old, Dor. Yeah. alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've got a question for Ivor though. In in New Zealand during school, do you ever stand up, put your hand on your heart, and pledge no, allegiance to New Zealand? Never. It's so crazy! It's so crazy, man, for me to think about. It would, it would be a riot. No, it wouldn't happen at all. Okay, do all the kids stand up in the beginning of school and do a haku? Haka? No, no, they don't. Haka? Yeah. No, they sing the school song. That teacher needs to be intimidated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They, yeah, they sing the school song. Sometimes they have assemblies and they sing songs, and that's about it. Well, we don't do the pledge of allegiance nonsense. We're stuck here. We've got nowhere else to go. <laughs> we don't need to be brainwashed nearly as much as everyone else. Audience. We're on an island. Well, a hell of a lot of us are. Well, going it could to be worse. Oh, that can't be good. Did <laughs> so you guys? So, some somebody today. Uh, somebody said, "Oh, 
I'm from Canada. They said, oh, America's hat? <laughs> oh. America's hat. <laughs> uh, I guess that means uh, Mexico under the America's underwear or shoes. Pants? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I do have another app if you guys want to hear about it. Go for it. Actually, I've got one door if you want to take a break. Oh, go ahead. Good. Uh, this is so during the I've taken two of the permaculture design uh, courses or two of the weekends. It's one weekend a month until November. And so what my my homework for this time is to make a a survey or the first couple layers, a base map basically of our property. And so on that, you need winds, wind directions, winter winds, like just the heat maybe. But you, one of the most important parts is the sun and how it's related to the property that you're working on and at what time of year. Where is the sun in the sky at what time during what time of the year in order to be able to plant and and to design your house to which way it's situated and stuff like that. And so this is one, this app, Sun Surveyor Light by Adam Ratana, 4.1 average reviews out of 3.8, 3,000, 1 million plus downloads and all the other stuff. But this is one of the ones that they recommended and I haven't had a chance to use it that much but it gives you you can put in the the day of the year i believe and it'll show you where the sun is at what time in association to where you're standing basically yeah yeah um what i'll comment on is this to me is modern day science um our the amount of stuff we can measure to an nth degree is now becoming literally insane to where quite literally if you're building a house and you use this kind of app it matters the longitude and latitude you're at where they will tell you the precise angle. If you build your house with your roof angled at this pitch at this angle, precisely, you can maximize and literally get enough solar energy out of your roof where it would be like you're close to the equator kind of thing because you've maximized your um, potential like so tightly, so neatly. Also, because of this, you'll know we're, um, because of the amount of winds that are coming in, you want your front door to be this way, not that way. Because if you do, then in the morning you walk out and you'll have the door slam in your face kind of thing. Um, we've become so educationally aware of all those little nuances that happen all over the place. So it's like, yeah, using this app, it can definitely make you make better choices on your design decor and efficiency things to where, you know, even like 15 years ago, we would have no idea what's the perfect place to do. What's the perfect angle to do stuff. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. And just where to plant in the shade, how to get shade and microclimates. Yeah. The, um, the, the one, the constellation map in the, in the sky, you know, you can just point your phone up at the sky and it tells you what, what stars and, and planets are, are shining, are looking back at you. It's great. I would love something like that when I was a teenager. That's one of my, fa oh yeah, that's one of my yeah. favorite apps. And you can look down and see what's on the other side yeah, of the world. Yeah, Stellarium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Stellarium is one of them. But my um, my daughter, she volunteers with uh, the Girl Guides. And um, she took them all out because it gets dark here early. So she took them all out into uh, into the next field where, where they have their meetings. And um, got them all to do some stargazing and used it used their phone to um, identify all the stars and planets that they were. The kids were absolutely amazed. They thought it was wonderful. And you wouldn't have been able to do that previously right. with um without a without a mobile phone i agree you would need an expert and a telescope and all yeah, this other yeah. stuff or a computer the size of a house yeah, yeah. literally 
Um, and I will once again applaud Android's um, App Store on at least being transparent about these things where the app may share this types of data with third parties location. This data is collected. Um, uh, no data is collected directly to the developer and the data is in is encrypted in transit. So that's the kind of thing that you really would like to know. And, and this is the beginning of Google deprecating apps that are built for older versions of Android, where they're trying to be more, eh, I believe they're trying to be more transparent, but I do also believe they're just trying to get everything to adhere to their standards, you know, II captain kind of thing. But this also, this says that data can't be deleted. Is that, is that common? Um, I don't want to say it's common, but what I will say it's because it can't be deleted is because it's sharing it with third parties and they cannot verify that those third parties will delete things or not. Um, It'd be nice if they showed the third parties, that would be something that would actually be interesting information to have. I concur. Absolutely concur. I mean, I, I, I written right in there, it says CIA, but other than that, right. They're already in there anyway, so what, right. is, what does it matter? You throw one more app out there. Cool. There was, a, though, there is a, speaking of stores, the Apple Store, Apple iTunes, what, I don't even know what it, Apple, is that what it's called? The App Store? App Store, Maybe? yeah. For App Store. Uh, <clears throat> they were threatening to shut down the, the top Noster mm. app in the store because of the zaps. And so they were saying that it broke whatever rule 4.6 appendix five or appendix B, uh, that they weren't getting their cut basically is what it comes down to right. is that the apps were just going wallet to wallet, lightning wallet to lightning wallet. And so they, they said they had two weeks to, to change it or they were going to pull it from the, the app store. How very Apple of them. Yeah. Yeah. Google would have probably have the same problem though, wouldn't they? Yeah, they're they're a little bit more lenient about it, but when push comes to shove, if you're making too much money in the Google Play Store doing that, then they'll say something. Where Apple doesn't care if you're making a dollar a week. Yep. They're 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 gonna say something. Nice app you got there. Shame if something happened to it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think that I was correct. Just a year and a half too early because i think last year when we did predictions you know and we actually cared about this show <laughs> uh <laughs> the uh uh and i said that progressive web apps were going to be taking taking over from app store apps or installed apps and i think there's going to be a push towards that coming up more rapidly and things like that the the domus app we were just talking about, I don't know if, if Apple would be able to try to intercept that if you're using a, a progressive web app and you're doing the exact same thing. Well, they own Safari, so they, they will know if it's happening is the way I'll put it. Can you not put any other browsers on there? Honestly, I want to say you used to not be able to, but only very recently they lifted that, but your browser has to be based off Safari. Great. Because that's what everyone, yeah, that's what everybody wants to do is develop. Wasn't there Chrome? I could be wrong. The Chrome browser, isn't that just Safari with Chrome Badge? Because you can install the Chrome browser on Apple, but it's really just another version of Safari. It's not the actual Chrome browser. Safari might be, Safari might be based on Chrome. 
but Chrome is definitely not based no, on. No, no, I'm saying that. I'm saying the, yeah, I could see it being based on Chromium. Yeah, the app. Yeah, well, that the, the app Chromium. you install from the from the Apple Play Store onto your phone is not actually Chrome, even though it says it's Chrome. It's actually Safari. Oh, great! <laughs> it's just got a Chrome great. skin on it, <laughs> so it's not it's not really yeah, Google nice. Chrome at all. And I just I heard that somewhere. That's totally uh, unsubstantiated. Safari is based off of WebKit. I think most most browsers, but there's Edge went to Chromium as well. Oh yeah, that was a while ago. But so there's Safari, uh, Safari, Chromium based browsers, and Firefox. That's about pretty it. Pretty much really. what's left. Yeah, that's why I keep giving um, Mozilla money when I can because nobody else is supporting them. Mm. So you know, I try to do my part. Well, apparently they're. Their code base is is rapidly switching to Rust, which I will am wholeheartedly in favor of, even though I know yeah. it's a pain in the butt. But I mean that might give them a, a resurrection as well. You know, we're the we're the Rust browser because there's quite a bit of quite a few nerds out there that would be into that. I concur. Cool. Well, I've got an app. <laughs> cool. 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 Uh, so this app is called LabSeeker. I got it off. Um, Shout out to uh, How To Men for Kundo. He does he does a great job with his videos. I really enjoy his videos. So if you go and look him up on YouTube, How To Men, he does he does some great uh, Android apps. So this one's called Lav Seeker. It's on F Droid. Um, <laughs> it's all in the name, really. <laughs> you get to see uh, see what this app is all about. Um, so when you're a man of a certain age, you notice that um, you need the need the lavatory uh, a bit more often than you used to. And you can't really sit through a three-hour show, five-hour show without visiting the toilet. Um, so this this app basically uh, uses your location to find yourself a, a find you a, um, a a lavatory, a public lavatory that's close to you. Um, so it uses the OpenStreetMap for its source information, which is an open-source project as well. So it doesn't use Google Maps or anything like that. Um, and it, Actually, it might might be worth us spending some time talking about in another episode, maybe open, the OpenStreetMap project, which is an open, another open source map, which I think would be a good option because uh, people can actually contribute to that. Um, so what you do is you you open it. Would you like to see it in action? So show you. Yeah, I'm sure you have lots of toilets around you. <laughs> okay, it's, uh, let's see. How many public toilets do you think there are in New Zealand? <laughs> Thousands. Well, with that, no, with that newly upgraded town square, enough. Yeah, exactly. We should have. Yeah, but their town square, their town square is round. <laughs> okay, so here's Lev Seeker. You guys, can you see it on your screen? I can't. The oh, door's leaving. He's had enough. <laughs> it's funny. He's given up. <laughs> <laughs> you kids go to bed at a reasonable hour. I'm going. Yeah, to so bed. the first thing you need to do is um, go into the uh, Hamburger menu and, and select and manage locations, um, and we'll add a location here. So. Let's go for Palmerston North, which is where I live. And it says there it is. I can add that. I'll go back to uh, lavatories. And it, then we'll go through a list of uh, all the, uh, the lavatories that are closest to me. And then if I click on the closest one, which is 0.11 kilometers away. This is incorrect, actually. This is why I need to get involved in the open source, the open map project, because this is not right. There's there's another one that's closer that hasn't been worked on that map here. But this one will do. <laughs> I know where they all are. <laughs> well, is there a is there a way to add a, a toilet to the uh, map? Yeah, but I think you do that through the OpenStreetMap project. 
rather than this app itself. There is no way to add add a thing. So that's so cool. Well, but is this part of the? I mean, is that part of the Open Street Maps? Is the the peers Must be. the pissers? Must be. Yeah, I haven't like, I haven't used the Open Street Map. Well, what what I'm what I'm thinking is that it's an Open Street Map, and then there's an API for bathroom locations, and so they overlay right. the locations. Uh, anyway, okay. I mean, the anyway, so if you long there. press on on one of the um, one of the toilets, it'll it'll um, ask you which app you want to open it with. You can use your directions or your maps. I use Waze um, personally, but you can use Google Maps, and um, it'll take you to that uh, directly to that particular app, which I think is fantastic. And you can just load that into your phone, and away you go. So that is Lapsy. You can't use Open Street Maps to get you. You can't use Open Street Maps to get you there. I suppose you could really. Yeah. So they. Well, I don't think he has OpenStreetMaps installed. No, no. Um, so yep. here's my quick tangent and then a question. Um, me and my wife's sister, my sister-in-law, we spend a lot of time together. Our kids are of very certain ages. Quite literally, it goes like right now, the oldest of my nephews is 19. My oldest son is 18. Their next kid is 16. My youngest is 15. So they're right there in age, you know, 15, 16, 18, 19. So we always hung out together kind of thing. Whenever my sister-in-law's youngest kid, we went any place, didn't matter where we went, we wouldn't even sit there for two minutes. And he would say, uh, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so when he came back, we always called him the bathroom inspector. And we always, always asked him, so how was the bathroom? How clean was it? How many stalls? How many urinals? How many sinks? Was the sink clean? You know, we would always ask him all these kind of questions just to mess with him kind of thing, which in hindsight, we were kind of being butts to him, but he was a super cool kid. So with that tangent out of the way, is there equality of bathroom status? Like this is a filthy bathroom. You might not want to go to it, or this is a pristine bathroom. Go there and let your stuff go. That's a very uh, good question. I don't know. I have not been using this app for very long because um, I don't go anywhere really, <laughs> but, but um there definitely should be an option. There's no option in the settings. If I look, open up the settings um, and show you the settings, what they do. So you, you can... Are you looking for... Carol? Oh, no. Are you looking for a toilet Yelp? Is that yeah, what yeah that's what he wants. Door? Almost that. Because I remember... Because I remember every now and then my nephew would come back and he would sit down. He would like his eyes back and forth. You do not want to go in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty much the story with any public toilet, really, isn't okay. it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there were places, and then one place we stopped. I can't remember where it was. We stopped to get gas or something, and he literally ran out of the car. I'm gonna kiss my phone. And then, like 20 minutes later, he didn't come back, and we were like, "What's going on here?" I go into the bathroom. The bathroom was disgusting. The entire floor was wet. Is the way I'm gonna put it. And then he's in a corner, hunched over in a ball. He was so upset with himself because he couldn't hold himself. And this, he was like maybe like four years old, five years old. But he couldn't hold himself long enough to use the toilet because the guy, the jerk in the stall, was just sitting there reading his phone. Ugh. And he had, and he literally sat in the corner, had to crap his pants. And he was so upset. Um, thankfully, it was like a Cracker Barrel or something. We're right there. We can buy a pair of shorts and just say, here, wear this until you get home. Kind of thing. You got it from the you got it from the crapper barrel. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so once once he did that, once he he did that for years, and we would, you know, how's it going, bathroom inspector? So now I like I, now before I go into a bathroom, I would like to know what I am going to witness. Is just the way I will put it. Yeah, you should be able to take a photograph and say, "Hell, 
I might be able to be willing to pay a dollar a month for such a service. I'm exactly. just saying. Exactly. Uh, so just quickly in the settings, we've got um, search. You can change the search radius, radius around you from between 1 and 10. Um, you can use dark mode. It's got 24-hour format, and you cannot choose an option to show a map or not. Um, and that's pretty. It's a pretty simple app. Um, no doubt there will be further further adjustments and developments as as it gets uh, gets more popular. Hmm. I didn't catch what version it was. <laughs> once it takes off. <laughs> once it takes off. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, version one point seven. Ah, so we have plenty of room for improvement. Yes. 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 So if you would like if you would like to know bathroom conditions, I definitely encourage people go to F Droid Lav Seeker and send an email to the developer. Well, that would be a fun one to to look at look at the code as well to see what they are doing, because as an open source project, you could really just take that and do so many different things with it. You know that again. I think it might be an API that they're pulling from that is a, a location of toilets, and then have it. It's an overlay on OpenStreetMaps or something like that. Well, so you could do so many things with it. Can you submit a bathroom? No, you board? can't. No, it's just, then yeah, they have to be pulling it from someplace yeah, else. The yeah. maps. So, is there an open street? Because map? they can't only have a certain, yeah, because they because they can't just have like their gold members submitting bathrooms because they'll never get enough of them. So they have to be pulling it in someplace else. Well, Ivor seems to think that that's a a feature of open street maps, which maybe maybe it is. It uh, seems like something that maybe is a bit in the weeds for a, a project like that. But it is open source. Maybe someone just took it on. Oh, it could be one of the main de developers saying, now I'm prioritizing this as a side project. He just turned 50. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he can't He can't sleep a whole night. Yeah, got it. Well, I don't know if you remember, but a while ago I bought an app that would show you um, the local stores that accepted Bitcoin in your area, which is similar, similar sort of mm. thing. And there you could you could add stores that, that uh, accepted Bitcoin. So Ivor Swift was asking. Oh, God. Swift was asking in the chat um, how to install OpenStreetMaps. Says he only used it online, and I don't think that there is an actual app, but there are apps that use it. Like Maps.me, I think open, uses OpenStreetMaps. Um, then there's Simple OSM Viewer, but I'm not sure what that. Yeah, I just had a look on the Play Store and on yeah, Android, so and there's there's no OpenStreetMap app. So uh, yeah, it must be a well. This one, the simple OSM viewer, says that it uh, is a simple application for browsing OpenStreetMaps. Um, and the one thing I'll add is I know for a fact OpenStreetMaps basic web interface is completely mobile compliant. So quite literally, if you go to their website in your mobile browser, in your fully functional mobile browser, whether it is Firefox, Chrome or something else, it, everything in air quote should completely work. Like a progressive web app. Yeah. Well, and here's a link I'm going to put in the chat right now. I'll try to make sure I put it in the, uh, you know, the doobity-doo notes in the bottom. It's basically a comparison of all of the OpenStreetMap applications uh, and editing features and, you know, apps on platforms kind of thing and what they support, what version they are. So if you want a list of all in air quote of the open street maps and the navigation features and everything. This seems like a fan diddly, tastically, overwhelmingly data rich source is the way I'll put it. Yeah. 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 That's the way to go. If you're anal about your open street maps and you need to have this feature and not that feature, 
this is pretty good. And this is on, of course, wiki.openstreetmap.org because we like wikis. I like wikis. Dang. And it, well, do you got a, you got an app door? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. You have an app. yeah. I was just making sure this was documented to make sure it is in the app. Now we're going to go with this similar thing about maps and GPS and air quote kind of stuff. This is one that I uh, literally, literally, literally stumbled across the other day. And because somebody was asking, I don't want to use Google maps to share my location. I want to use something else to share my location. And the person who asked it, I know, was quite um, privacy aware is the way I'm going to put it. They understood more about privacy and how data gets shared back and forth more than I did. So I first wanted to make sure that um, everything that this app did was supposedly in the absolute clear. Uh, this is still a pretty new app is the way I'm going to put it. It's called T-I-C-E, Secure GPS Location SHA which of course is sharing um, by Tice software, UG for what's something quite uh, German sounding is where I'll put it. Um, the app is only at version 2.1 updated November 24th, 2021 requires 6.0 Android and up 1000 plus downloads uh, content rating. Everyone permissions. It of course needs a good amount of location permission kind of data. Um, uh, but it was originally released on October 23rd, 2020. Uh, looking at the source of the website of this application, it does seem like it is incredibly privacy focused and everything that gets shared is strictly like peer to peer kind of basis. There is no central server that tracks your data, but this is a very in air quote, easy way to say, I want to share my immediate location with indiv this individual or this group of individuals. Uh, I do believe it wants to share initially make the connection of sharing via SMS or text messaging, uh, which, you know, dare I say kind of makes sense. If you want to share your location, you're on a phone more than likely. So this was a way that I've, I gave it to them. They haven't had time to fully vet it yet on their end, but everything I looked at said, yeah, this is kind of private. This is kind of secure and a very easy way to share your location with individuals or groups. Yeah. Cause um, I noticed with Google messages is always an option pops up at the bottom to share location with people you're talking to. So, um, so this is just a way of doing it securely. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, yeah, that pushes the Google maps, sharing feature. Um, and when you click that, the next thing it asks you is for how long the default is only like one hour. Okay. So does the other person have to have this installed? But you can well? set it until I turn it off. Uh, I do believe so. Yes. Okay. Hmm. To be honest, if it, they didn't need to have it installed, I don't see how they could be in air quote secure. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought I might just send them a, yeah. you have to, a link to, they yeah. can use Google you Maps to, or something to, to check it. Very cool. Yeah. So I, I, I thought this was a nice way to at least share your location either temporarily or permanently with someone that you trust in air quotes. Cause right now I do have Google location sharing on with my kids and my nephews and things. And the logic is if I actually think about one day going outside and jogging to get exercise, if I fall in a ditch and I'm nearly dead, at least they'll know where I'm at. He'll know where to come collect the body. And of course, to check my pockets for loose change. Right. <laughs> Is that a thing anymore? Yeah. Mm, should be, even though change is filthy dirty. 
Um, so Swift just put an interesting um, link in the in the chat. He's saying uh, Moveit is an app that uses this M O O V I T is an app that uses OpenStreetMap. He already has it. It's nice to use instead of or with Google Maps. And he's put a very kindly put a link in there, which um, takes you through to the uh, the My OSmatic. So mm. I think that's something uh, different. This will let you create your own maps. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Which can be extremely useful, I will admit. And Red says he doesn't even want to know where he is. <laughs> I can certainly relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> where am I? Yeah. So do you have any more apps you want to bring, Josh? Oh, you button hooked me. Uh, <laughs> Could be worse. <laughs> yes, this is... Oh, that's the wrong one. Well, anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, one's called Imagine... AI art generator and the other is called Imagine Go AI image generator. Mm. Which one do you think so is has, better? Well, this one has a 2.4. I'm looking at it. I didn't really even use the Imagine Go. So the, the one I did use was Imagine by Viro AI, Viro AI, which is 4.2 average stars, 1 million downloads, 48,000 reviews. Uh, data isn't encrypted. Data is not shared with third parties. Flex location, app activity, and device and other IDs. Mm-hmm. Probably Bitcoin keys, mm-hmm. uh, credit card numbers. You know, whatever. Just give it the keys right. to the kingdom. Where you're at in your menstruation cycle, got it. Yeah. And looking at, it, I don't even know if this is the one I used. I downloaded. <laughs> I downloaded about eight of them. Right. Eight AI art generators. Because for the, the permaculture course, we're put into smaller groups. And so one of the, the tasks for the group was to create a logo mm. for their group. And so I decided to take on that task and try yeah. to use AI for the first time to do it. Perfect use case. How did it turn out? Uh, um, decent. Yeah. Uh, I think I could have done better with more time. So. I, I don't even think this is the one. That's not even the one that I used. Well, a lot of them look alike is the way I'll put it. And because a lot of them yeah. are using the same backends. I do believe the number one backend for artwork is still, oh man, I was going to say Dolly, but that's not right. I can't remember, but there's there's only like one or two artwork backends that are really right now, like pushing the limit and really usable. The gimmick with both of them though is that your typical um, um, hurdle is you have to understand the lingo and you have to understand the things to type in to most get you as close to is what you want kind of thing. Yeah. The prompts. I mean, that's kind of the, that's what I was finding is trying to figure out what I needed to say just to get any small change. And I still couldn't get it. Like add a ball. Come on, add a ball. Right. Put a ball in there. Anyway, I don't even care where. Right. I can't, just can't do it. Did you yell? Um, yeah, like the the number one growing job profession right now in the state of California is a prompt engineer, which just means you know what to type into these things to get what you want out of it. And that only comes with spending hours of messing with them, playing with them, seeing what other people put into them. And there is more than a couple discord groups you can go in to where they give you good examples to use as like your base. Like, you know, do you want it in 4k with this aspect ratio, with this color palette, with the, you know, all these kinds of default things that help you get closer to your goal is where I'll put it. It's um, SEO all over again, isn't it? Very cool. Um, well, and here's the other thing about, I'll say, all this AI 
artwork crap is it doesn't matter what you think of it now. It only gets better. But the time frame is insane. Imagine if you were to see like the Atari 2600 games and you say to yourself, I can do better than that. That's not very good. I know, but you got to remember in like three weeks, we're going to have like Super Nintendo level stuff. People still love Paul. And then three weeks after that, we're going to have, you know, PS3 level stuff. That's how fast this stuff is going. We have the, the typical thing is there's the hockey puck, but it's, it's an S where it, it goes up sharply and then it levels off. That's all technology, whether it is mobile technology, web 2.0 kind of technology, uh, mobile technology. They all follow that normal S curve. And we are literally like still on the uptrend. There's plenty of stuff they can do to make this stuff more accessible. And what the old term I'm going to use from this show is lower the barrier. The more quicker, faster they can lower the barrier to make normal people to be able to use this and get beneficial things out of it. That's when we're going to truly hit prime speed of improvement is the way I'll put it. Um, right now to a lot of people, they're still just, you know, gadgets or toys. Like, you know, you have the like six balls on your desk where you pick the one up and it goes slap, slap, slap back and forth. It's to a lot of people, it's still a toy. Um, but it's one of those things where if you don't know how to use these tools pretty soon and you go for a job, somebody who does know how to use these will easily take you out and be the better employee for that job. Well, or it'll just be, they'll be better at the job that they're doing, Mm -hmm. right? Like they won't, it'll, it'll, maybe you're better at the job in some ways, but the person that can use this technology and incorporate it into what they're doing will become better. Better, faster, more efficient. Kind of like the $6 million man. Well, we have the technology, do it. Mm -hmm. But you don't have the theme music, I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, this, I, what I ended up using was, was mid journey, mid journey. Thank you. That's the one. That's the one that everyone uses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to use it through discord. <laughs> so you have to put a, a forward slash generate or something like that right. and then do your prompt in there mm-hmm. and then it generates it. And then you have to, it's kind of a wonky set, uh, setup, but it was, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun too, really. Well, and that's the thing. Um, it's one of those hand holding experiences. You have something in your mind and what you're trying to do is you're trying to figure out what's the correct way for me to convey what's in my mind. So this thing can bring it out into real life. And a lot of the discord groups have been giving, have been given keys with unlimited amounts of um, prompts you can do. Uh, If you were to just access this on your own after like two or three prompts a month, you have to pay money. Um, And the reason is when you do them in discord, all of the history is being captured and Midjourney then looks at all of those logs and they figure out, well, let's try to figure out how we can make our system better so they can come to their conclusions quicker. Uh, and that's one thing that Midjourney has done that a lot of other places haven't done as well is what I'm going to say. So if you need top tier AI generated artwork, Midjourney is the thing to shoot for. Well, that, that's also a, a pay. Yeah, I think you can do a very limited amount. I ended up paying $11 or something for a month to just hammer away at it for a few days, which forget to cancel and it'll be a recurring thing. Yeah. Not shocked. Okay. Well, I'm going to take a complete left turn from AI generated artwork to something that literally looks like it existed 20 years ago. Um, 
And this, to be honest, when I saw this and I just, I just glanced at it and I just saw, you know, things that I remembered. Um, this reminds me of a lot of games that I played maybe like five or six years ago, but that extremely hearkened back on games from my youth is the way I'll put it. Uh, it's called Shattered Pixel Dungeon. On Android, it's completely free to download, but it does have in-app purchases. You can get this on Steam. You can get this on PC. You can get this on Linux. You can get this on Steam Deck or whatever else. Um, basically, you you are intended to die a lot is the first thing I'll say. Um, you walk into a room, baddies. You have to try to figure out what's the best way to do it, almost like XCOM style, but it's not extremely turn-based. If you just sit still, people will kill you nonstop. Um, this was the kind of like game to where you can literally pick up for three or five minutes and just try to figure out how to get through this first level of this dungeon. You're going to die, and then you might earn enough points to open up more classes or more default weapons types. So the next time you play, it will be, in air quote, a little bit easier. Um, this is the kind of developer I liked what they were doing so much. I literally went on multiple platforms and I bought it just cause I wanted to give them money. Um, shattered pixel dungeon from shattered pixel 4.7 reviews, 1 million plus downloads E for everyone 10 and up. Um, um, version 2.1.2 updated June 15th, 2023. So very recently 4.0 Android are up again, million downloads plus in-app purchases are from 499 to 1999. I have no idea what they are. Uh, permissions. It only needs network access, which is a normal game control vibration and prevent device from sleeping in air quotes, very minimal, um, permissions compared to a lot of other stuff. Um, released on September 15th, 2014. Wow. Didn't realize that no data is shared with third party. This app may collect location data, app activity and app info and performance data is encrypted in transit. So, and data cannot be deleted. Um, so that's the worst part about the game is the way I'll put it. And it was just updated too. It was updated, updated June 15th. Yeah. It seems like nonstop every couple of weeks, they're doing at least some kind of update. Sometime it is literally a feature update where you have new characters, more new components or new items. Um, this is to me is just the stupid kind of dungeon grinder is the way I put it where you don't need to know nothing and you can literally just start clicking and playing and, and die and then restart. How do they make money? I have no idea. I know on uh, Steam, on PC, Linux, or whatever, it was only like a, I think a $4 purchase. Looks like we lost door. It was like remarkably cheap. I swore it was going to be like, you know, eight or at least 10 bucks. And that was like $4. But yeah, if you, if you watch the trailer, it gives you a good idea of what your like first time run through might be like. And if you notice your guy looks like he's almost naked because, you know, he's almost naked. He has nothing on him. Yeah. We got to build that up, man. You got to get the. Plus one strength sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all that stuff. They do bracers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is the kind of game I almost can't wait till I retire and I can just sit there for like four hours and just plow through games like this and then forget about it and then move on to something else. You could be outside enjoying the sunshine, going fishing, hunting. Very cool. Is it on? <laughs> it is on. I don't know if Dor can hear you though, or he's just might be ignoring <laughs> you. No, he's not in the group chat from what I can tell. Oh, he's so in mine. He needs to refresh his power. He <laughs> needs to refresh his browser. Oh, he said that he doesn't want to talk to you anymore, mm-hmm. Ivor. Just like you needed to before. <laughs> um Yeah, hey, did you did you uh try that 
that uh, bun recipe, the muffin recipe? Oh, dude. No, I didn't, but I did see many other people are doing the same thing. The only difference is some people add just a little bit of shredded cheese on it. I We've got these. They're from Costco, but they're uh, almost like a deep fried cheese. Mm. So they're just, you grab a handful and they're like crackers almost, but they're just complete cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put a little bit of that in today when I did it. But uh, yeah, just a, a burger with a, a bit of cheese and some avocado. I guess no one has a clue what we're talking about here. It's, but it's replacement for bread based off of uh, pork rinds. Yeah, it's so it's just pork pork rinds, pork rinds, one egg and a bit of butter mixed up, right. thrown in the microwave, and then I just slice it in half like a bun. Well, and I did see somebody literally selling. It was basically a jar of pork rind crumbs. That they were swearing, this is the way to do it. You just put it in a little container, and it comes out the perfect shape every time. So when you put it in the microwave, is it just laying on a plate or something? No, I just have a little glass bowl that gotcha. I put it in, and so it like, shapes like that. A decanter, I think, is the right word. It's almost the um, like their personal creme brulee size, just a little bit smaller. Right. Like yep. like a perfect size for like your personal salsa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got one of them. But here, here's my problem. I'm such a finicky, spoiled brat. I've been going to my stores for the last three months trying to find hot sauce pork rinds. Not hot and spicy, not flaming hot, not honey mustard, not barbecue, just hot sauce pork. Because they had them, and I swear I'm the only guy in the county who eats them. So I went to every store and I ate them all, and now they're not being replenished. So I've been yeah. mad. <laughs> It's because you're the only person eating them, Dor. I think so, because they were so good. <laughs> this is business 101. Right. So now you gave me another reason to go buy some more pork rinds, so I will. Well, I was looking for those, uh, the jars, basically the ground pork rinds, and I found it. Oh, look at that, on Walmart website, and it's $7.95 for a jar. How, okay, great. And then, oh, wait, this is the U.S. site. I'm sure I will go through this too, but then, and then I I find them here and on Amazon, they're $29 for the same jar and you can't find them. And there's one other place. I think it was $23 for the jar. So I would, yeah, that'd be great. Easy. But I I mean, I, it's, it's amazing how expensive, like good fat, fat and protein, right? You can. You can buy just garbage yeah, yeah, for cheap. cheap. Yep. But when you actually want like a, yeah, if you want like animal fats or, or things like that, even even uh, like fruit fats, like avocados, and it's just so expensive. Mm-hmm. I love my guac. Yep. My wife thought it was weird. I would go to the local grocery store and I would get a garden salad. And instead of putting dressing in it, I would take guac by the spoonful and just slap it in and just mix it all around. And that was my salad dressing. Good stuff. That was at a salad bar or something? No, no. I would go to my local grocery store, buy like a pre-made garden salad, mm. then open it up. And then I had these little containers I buy from the big bulk store of just guacamole. And I just open up the lid. I take the whole thing of guacamole yeah. and just throw it in the salad and just mix it all around. I was going to say, if that's a, a salad bar and they have guacamole, just fill the thing yeah. with guacamole. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, and um, I like um, imitation crab meat. So my container would be filled half with imitation crab meat, half with guacamole. What is imitation yeah. crab meat? And then my doctor would ask me, what are you doing? Um, it's a type of white fish that they put through an incredibly disgusting process. 
and it comes out with like white and then a slip of orange on it so it looks like crab meat but so it's, it's really just fish yeah, it's a it's, fish at the bottom of the sea going i'm a crab i'm a crab i'm a crab <laughs> so it's it's usually pollock it's usually pollock yes it is pollock yeah, yeah. but i remember chris rock saying yeah it's a crab at the bottom of the sea going i'm a crab 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 was it funny when he did it <laughs> funnier Red in the chat says that a, a personal salsa container has to be a quart size. That's oh, I that. Yeah, that would put. I'll be in the bathroom after that, pretty sure. So, how is it with keto for uh, salsas? Horrible. Yeah. There's no such thing as a keto-friendly salsa. What's the What's the main issue? Uh, tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah. yeah okay. Which kind of is a fruit, so you know, its numbers are not friendly. Where guac, on the other hand, completely friendly. Are you kidding? Come, they is like. Good guac is perfectly keto friendly. I think that the avocado is the perfect keto food. It is because it has the highest wow. amount of fat of any vegetable in the world, but it's the most um, non-saturated fat vegetable of any food. You, you know, well, I mean, if, if you have if you have bacon and avocado, you're good. That's... Yeah, you had me at bacon. Cannot argue. I could. Um, nah, I could live with that. I could live. Like every meal, well, that just this. Okay, like uh, uh, two or three weeks ago, we took that same nephew who was the bathroom uh, inspector. We took him because he's a bacon fanatic. We took him to a place that turned out to be a country club, and we didn't know it was. But one of the things on their menu, and it's not one of the things on the menu. It's the very top, very left part of the menu, which means it's the most important thing. Just just for advertising sake, it was in the top left. It's the most important thing, and the very first thing top left in the menu was a bucket of bacon. Mm -hmm. Okay, and my sister-in-law and her boyfriend were making fun of him because there's only four pieces of bacon. What are you dumb? And it's like ten bucks. Why would you spend ten dollars on four pieces of bacon? You're an idiot. It's what they kept saying to him. So we took him there and we ordered two buckets of bacon because if it's only four pieces, you know there's six of us. That's not enough. But it turns out each piece of bacon was literally like a quarter inch thick. So it was like one piece of bacon was like five pieces of bacon. So you were getting four pieces, but it was closer to being like 20 pieces of bacon from this place. And the only reason I know it was really good, it hit the table. And for the next 10 minutes, nobody said a <laughs> single word. We just sat there and I had one piece. And I'm just sitting there like mm -hmm, looking around and they're just like, mm, 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 mm. Oh, damn, I'm hungry. And of course, my youngest tried to take a whole, yeah, tried to take a whole piece of his mouth, and he he was like, "I can't do it," and he had to had to bite it, and then just sit there for like three minutes chewing. <laughs> and then I said, "Is it good?" <laughs> <laughs> so literally, and that was when the lady said, "So how do you think everything's going?" I just said, "We're fine." Yeah, just back away. <laughs> we're we're perfectly fine. But she was like, yeah, every table that orders one always ends up ordering a second bucket of bacon. Yeah, I can see why. How could you go wrong, man? A bucket of bacon. That's what really he said. Dead. And then his mom is getting ready to get married. And he said, look, the rehearsal dinner needs to be at this place because they have buckets of bacon. <laughs> How can you go wrong? It's a bucket of bacon. They were complaining about this and complaining about that. So me and my wife said, screw it. Let's just take him there. And we did. And we were not sorry. Mm, yeah. It might have cost me three months of my life, but I don't care. With it. Did you uh, also order the uh, bag of beer? <laughs> bucket of bacon and no, a bag of beer. It was like 11 a.m. That wouldn't be kosher. A bucket People of bacon is not kosher. <laughs> it's about it the can least, be. Far, least thing that if it's blessed in the right way. As far away from kosher as you can get. 
<laughs> is it though? Is there no such thing as kosher bacon? I'm sure there is. You know why? Because there's money to be made off Ooh. of it. Just saying. Um, the guy at work, the the very Jewish guy at my work said, you know what the Jewish person's worst dilemma is? And I was like, uh, I don't know the Holocaust. He said, no, a free ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> oh, and it took terrible. me, when he first said that, I was so ignorant. I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah. And then after, he, and then after a couple months, I went up to him and I said, I finally realized what you said. That's horrible. He was like, yeah, but it's true. Okay. We, we don't pander to stereotypes on this show. We are stereotypes on this show. Well, you know, could be worse. I could be an Israeli native living in America and have a Palestinian neighbor. And then every night I move my fence post six inches. Neither of them are having buckets. Just saying by next Christmas, I'll have its whole yard. You just have to wait for the U.S. government to come and take their property and give it to you. Yeah, I digress. That was one of the jokes that was at the Burt show. The Jewish guy made that joke. And I love that half the audience laughed and half was like, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm like, I'm sure you don't. You Baltimoreans. <laughs> Baltimoreans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, do you have any more apps, yeah, Ivor, more. as we go further off the rails here? Um, so this app is called, I'm trying to get the link. Something funny with the link. <sighs> um, mm. Finagula? Yeah. Do you have to import it? No, it's the... the uh, did it come with high tariff cost? Does it have water? <laughs> yeah. It's nothing to do with um with bathrooms yeah. or lavatories. But it's what you do. It's what you do with it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this this app is called DVD. It's what you um, do with it. And my brother sent me uh sent me a request with a he sent a, a GIF that he wanted to a link to a GIF that he wanted to download or a GIF, whatever it is. He wanted to download a a, a movie. It was a very short movie. Uh, and he sent me this this uh, thing that he wanted to download and I said, he said is there an app that will download this for me and I said I'm sure there is and I had a look on F-Droid and five minutes later I, I had had this one and it's actually quite a good app um, basically another very simple app just like um, uh, just like the, the laboratory app is basically you, you, you can share it from your share menu you can send the link directly to the app from your share menu on your phone or you can just uh, copy and paste the link into the into the menu that then gives you an option to download make sure you've um, authorized use of the uh, internal or external storage that can download to um, and it will go ahead and down, download anything so this is um, it's basically a multi-source video downloader that uses the, the YouTube the YTDLP uh, which is an open source video project uh, which is a fork of the now discontinued YouTube-DLC project which basically is just a, a new pipe API so but you're downloading a, 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 it's a way to download videos from YouTube if you want them, but it also works on a lot of other other stuff as well. I like it because it's got a very simple inf- interface. It just works, and uh, you can yeah. Th- that's basic. That's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of YouTube of, of downloads. This is an open source that. downloader. It's based on a YouTube um, DL open source project, so it's got an open source flavor to it, which, which appeals. So it's not just YouTube no, no, or anything. Uh, like if you just like, uh, they do anything, on really. somebody's seems to have uh, multiple options for for downloading anything from any video source. I'm, yeah, I'll say I'm installing this. Even YouTube DL can download from more than just yeah. YouTube. Um, Vimeo, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Gram, Grandma, whatever it's called. Um, the only thing that I would say <laughs> worries me about this app is 
when you want to use an app to download from another app or another thing, the old question then becomes how quickly does the other thing um, refresh and do changes? This looks like it hasn't been updated for almost a yeah. year since 20, since August, 2022. So I'll just say if it works for a video, great. If it doesn't just search for the same kind of thing that's built from a newer base because it's always changing. I will say I'm a huge fan of this interface. I did use this in the past. I'm not gonna lie. Um, YouTube download is one of those apps where I find who is the most um, frequent updater. And I once a year try to give them at least 10 or 20 bucks because without having YouTube DL or one of its alternatives, um, there are certain things in my life that would be extremely painful is the way I'll put it. So the, the simple fact. Now, the only thing I'll say negative is why is it called DVD? Yeah, I don't know. So you can create a DVD from the file maybe that you download or download video or something. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't say. Yeah. I was trying to come up with the D on there. I was trying to come up with that second D download video dangerously. <laughs> Digital versatile disc. I don't know. That's what it originally stood for. Wasn't it? I believe so. Yes. I think that you're bearing the lead though. What, what type of video did Eric need to get onto his phone? Uh, it was a, it was a meme, I think, uh, of um, someone drinking a whole bottle of whiskey before he gets into a car and drives off. <laughs> mm. Oh, I thought that was the video you shared. No, he shared it with me. <laughs> From last. <laughs> okay. Josh has been. Uh... Well, then, then final. Sorry, carry on. Do. Okay. Uh, as I say, final tangent. I have of the evening. We're at the Burt Kirshner <laughs> show, and we got there literally like an hour plus early because I had no control over it. And then uh, they had two huge video screens on the side showing other stuff and other stuff. And all of a sudden, they show Bert drinking out of a shoe. And my wife was like, he's drinking out of a shoe? I'm like, hello, become more worldly knowledge. That's what you got to do when you are down there and a Kiwi throws you a shoe. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to fill it with beer and drink out of it. Because if you don't, they're going to kick your ass out of the country. because you they call No, that's an Aussie thing, not a Kiwi. Aussies like to drink out of Aussie. the shoes. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, um, uh, first off, I digress. I've seen more than a couple New Zealand UFC fighters drink out of a shoe. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying because they have the whole tattoos and everything down the legs, yeah, and across yeah. the belly, and everything. They know Aussie with tattoos. Well, they probably live in Australia, <laughs> like half oh, the population know. in New Zealand. <laughs> Everybody can't they be perfect. Look, they all look the same to me. <laughs> yeah, I think I just have to let the dog out just a second. She's complaining about something. Okay. Um, so I don't have any more real apps there, Josh. I don't know about you. Uh, no, I'm spent. Do you have any more points of contention or do you want to take, uh, like some sort of abstract argumentative role for something or really mad about something that you see coming in the future in the realm of mobile computers? Nah, not any more than, than usual. I don't think I, I it's more, more lockdown or I, I see a, I can see a, a push for people to get off of the, well, probably starting with Apple and start to realize just what the convenience that they get out of it isn't aligned with freedom. Mm. But well, then again, I might have more faith in humanity than, than they deserve because most people just don't care. Nope there's a reason why they're really quickly trying to move as much out of China as possible. Um, when I speak to, to Apple users, easily nine out of 10 don't understand where their device came from 
what conditions it was made under or any of those things. Um, I'll say I've now had two devices now for well over two months. I have my Pixel 6a, which is I use as a phone and a base like um, Discord communication device, text communication device. But then I have my old phone that I'm using as basically my multimedia device. Um, with that stated, I can see myself in the future having basically like a KaiOS type device, basically just handling phone calls and handling that base level of communication and then having a more full featured personal device to just handle um, interactions like Voxer, Discord, and my podcast listening stuff is the way I'll put it. What if they were, what if they're folded together, Dor? Then I would worry about the battery life unless it has like 10,000 milliamp. You could strap it to your wrist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that never gets old for me. Well, I mean, we've uh, had we we we've had devices where one side is e ink, the other side is Android. Yep, so, yep. I mean, it could happen. Right. One side is iOS, and the other side is Android. It could happen. There was one thing that I wanted to bring up. It's not an Android app, but it's a, a start. It's Start Nine, which is similar. <clears throat> In concept to the Umbral that I've had running, um, but this is instead of instead of kind of trying to uh, stitch everything up using Docker's, they're using Docker and using containers, which is what Umbral does. This is an actual OS, and I'm not sure what it's based on. It's probably probably Debian on on some level. If it isn't Debian, then it's owned by somebody. Is the way I'll put it. And so this. This is the same type of thing. You can you can set up uh, messaging apps. You can easily one click install Simplex server or a Noster messenger and a Noster relay, and then you can have your Bitcoin node and Lightning node and other things. There's a there's also which I'm going to try door, but I'm having a I bought a uh, uh, M.2 one terabyte drive to mm-hmm. use as a hard drive for this thing and. I can't get it to recognize that space. So I have a, a 64 gig card SD card in it, but I don't want to use that for storage, obviously for, right. and so I'm trying to figure out how to get that to work, but it has a next cloud install. Right. And this thing hasn't, this is on a, a raspberry Pi eight gig and it hasn't gone down once. Right. So that's the problem I was having with Umbral is that it just dropping off the network. So, the 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 easiest way, because I have seen this before, and, but it took me a second to click, kind of thing. The only way I can describe this to the people who are unaware of it is almost think of it as a hub or a dashboard interface to where its job is to maintain other things. They can be locally installed, but they also can be just on your network, and it can still connect to it and give you information back upon it. Um, this to me is a very important level of application that's only going to become more um, popular in the next like two or three years um, where you, you're an admin, but you don't want to necessarily administrate everything by like touch. I mean, you don't want to have to run all the updates on all the things and all the services. And to the, you would rather have a dashboard or a hub or a connector in between that. Who's basically being the adult in the room and taking care of, Oh, this is up to date. This is running well. Here's your, and it can take multiple blocks of storage, hypothetically, and mix them into one block and say, just make this available for my application to where you don't have to understand partitions. You don't have to understand all of that stuff. It just takes care of it for you. Um, 
Yeah, I can see this becoming incredibly popular in the next six months to a year. It looks good too. Yeah. It's a it's a really nice interface. Simple. Well, they obviously and, used AI to create the interface. I mean, <laughs> obviously, yeah. It's a it's a good it's a good way for somebody to get started, and you can go through their website and buy buy a server, or you can run it on I think just about any hardware. Mm-hmm. X eighty six VM Pi doesn't matter. Which is a cost free. Well, it's free if you put it on your own device. Right. If you want them to host it, it costs money. Well, not host it. You buy the device from them. Mm. So there's, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So they've got one. The server light is 199 US dollars, and that looks like it's a Raspberry Pi yeah. in a pretty fancy case. And then they've got a server light, which I don't know. That looks like it's x86 probably for 250, and then 549 for the next one. And then the server Pro is 1700. That looks like it's a nook, actually. I agree. Probably what it is. Yeah, absolutely. It is a nook. The only question, of course, which nook? And the problem then becomes they've looked almost identical for the last eight years. Yeah. So it's hard to tell the which core, is which. Core i7, 10th generation. Ooh. Comet Lake. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, Ivor, it's, uh, you can put it on whatever you want, open yeah. source, and then, or you can buy the hardware and it was it's dead simple because all you have to do well for the raspberry pi is is flash the image on the sd card put it in and it starts up and yeah it was it was a very pleasant experience even though it didn't work <laughs> but you know other than that it was great um, but it's not uh that's what she it's, said it's just being able to figure out <laughs> it might be the it might be the cord that i'm using like i'm using a phone charging cord for mm. the the encasement from USB three to the, the M dot two hard drive. Um, Pies are very particular about their power. Yes, they really are. Mm-hmm. Almost like you said, I do. I bought the I bought the uh, the power cable, the power supply with the pie. Maybe if you got a problem with it, you should chip a more powerful brick that I can. Yeah. Cool. You gonna install this, Ivor? Um, I'm not sure what use I would have for it, but I'll have a look at it. Next cloud, we could get a, a simplex server going. You could host your own Nostra relay. Mm. And then what you can do with that, <laughs> I'm not sure. Next cloud option would be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The option I was looking at, Josh, I'm gonna put in the chat just just for your sake, because. Obviously, I, I doesn't care. That's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was um, was a C A S A O S, which this was the same <laughs> principle. I'll say where it wants to be your personal cloud reimagined, where it has its own personal dashboard, and from that personal dashboard, you can install all of these in air quote self-hosted apps, whether it is a Google Drive connector, Dropbox connector, iCloud, OneDrive, NVR camera kind of thing um and it could then connect to even stuff like xboxes tvs speakers other devices and then have that data available to it um it's one of those things i can't tell you right now which is better which is smarter which is more advanced which is which will be more supported is maybe the most important thing um but i love the fact we have these different things whether it's start nine or c-a-s-a-o-s trying to like be your one-stop solution for all these kind of things. I think start my start mine. Uh, start nine is 
or uh, Bitcoin focused. Gotcha. Well, I can tell you right now. Well, looking at their like user docs and stuff, they seem like they have their stuff documented well. Which, if you want to know how incompetent anything is, look at their documentation because it's the last thing to get done. It seems like. Yeah. Very cool. Good stuff. Swift is saying he's tried to get into am- am- amethyst using Nostra, but he really doesn't understand how to use it. And I think, um, I think it is a bit of a difficult, uh, it's a bit of a learning curve to start off with. But um, once you spend a bit of time in it, just just playing around with some of the functionality in there, then you you very quickly get the idea. And it's being developed rapidly yeah, as well. Yeah, it's got to update all the time. Almost almost on a daily basis, I get a new update for it. Yeah. So it's, it's good to a bit of development going on. But yeah, that, absolutely. And that's one dude as well. Yeah, yeah. That's what most of these, these Nostra apps are just, I think most of them are just one guy. Or that Pablo guy, I don't know if I you've seen so, him yeah. on there. Yeah. He, uh, the guy yeah, in- he's he's got so many things mm. going on. He's developing on Nostra <laughs> nonstop. That's what he does man. for a living. <laughs> Well, uh, I think he's in school, maybe even. Mm. Oh, really? <laughs> as long as he, as long as he didn't take a trip to see the Titanic, we're perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, Swift, if or anybody else, if if you get on there, uh, Dor still hasn't set his up at all. You just kind of. I did. I did. I've commented. Well, you've commented, but you commented from NPub three nine six two five eight. It's something like that. Yeah, no, there's no chance to be able to figure out who that is. So if anybody, yeah, just find us on on Noster, and it's it might be easier just to 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 help out through there. Well, uh, I've already think that's yeah. 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 And search by hashtag seems to be the yeah. easiest way to search find what you're interested in. Say Android apps or Android or something like that. You'll, you'll get a link to our show. And with the 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 plants and stuff too, Swift. There's there's quite a bit of of permaculture and and just different plants and flowers yeah. and things on there too. He, he would like it because I've dipped into that just to view some of it. The information is good, really great. And nobody says if you plant this in your garden, Biden will chip you. You know, we're not seeing any of that kind of stuff. So I, I like it. Yeah, it's been it's been mostly positive. And if there's anything. I mean, it's easy to just block and ignore. I'm only. I'm sorry. What'd you say? <laughs> I'm only in it for the memes. <laughs> yeah, I know you're. Just, well, you're just the, you're the meme king. Stop being so mean to me. Very cool. Um, okay. Do you have any? Uh... Look up. I was just gonna tell Swift to look up Nip Five. Nip Zero Five is what you want to be in order to change your name and and uh, sort of like a DNS. For Noster. NIP05. Yeah. Got it. Good to know. Yeah, there's different ones. There's, I think I paid a couple thousand sats mm-hmm. to, uh, for pleb chain. I don't know what the hell it is. It's some, some, some website and I just trusted them with my private key. <laughs> how can <laughs> you tell how wrong? many sats you got? You have to go into your wallet. Your... How many you got? Yeah. So, so when how people send you zaps, what do you mean? how can you tell how many you've got? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you'd have to go through Albi if that's right. what you have set up. You have to check your wallet. Right. I think on in Amethyst on your profile, you can see how many you've sent. I believe right there, but I don't know. And who knows? It changed like it changes every day. There's stuff on there. I don't even. I think there's a live feed now that you can. That's cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool, and to be able to have the 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 chat and the 
the lightning integration through zaps with that and the chat room all in one place okay cool very cool um what i'll say is this conversation will continue after we hit stop on the recording as long as you know it will maintain itself but for now i'll say thanks for swift thanks for red thanks for eric and his random support and everybody else who takes their time out of their day to say hell even like charles to say hey Podnets is having a live podcast. Let me check it out. Um, that and thank you for everyone who's supporting us on Patreon. Again, super easy. Um, Patreon.com slash Android App Addicts. And I'll always say I'm indebted and thankful to both Ivor and Josh. I hope you guys have really good weeks. And hopefully I'll post this show in a timely manner. You two to do now. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think I need an ideas, man. <laughs> um, so with that, I'll Steve! So with that, I'd say, do you guys have any parting words of wisdom? Oh, just look us up on Nostra. See if we can get a, uh, an Android app addicts community going there. That would be great. Very cool. Does anyone ever li- does the people listen to this show still? We don't get. We haven't gotten any any voicemails or or email in quite some time. Well, on the old Leo Laporte metric is even if you have a hundred dedicated listeners, you will only get one email a month. So. We've got less than a hundred, which is cool. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so with that said, I'll say, well, it's the hardest thing to do is to drive engagement. It's easy to get come off your on, lazy ass and follow us on Nostra. Come check us out. I'm looking at on podcast or addict right send now. An, the episode, send an email uh, on Android app on, on um, podcast edit. It says we've got 33.3 thousand subscribers and one review, which is mine. <laughs> okay. I, I take that back. We love all of you. You're not lazy. So we'll talk to everyone again really, (laughs) really soon. Cheerio. Really your freedom. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for Everyday People. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology related. You can find us on iTunes and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.